This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Opinion Booth. My name is Sonia Booth. I have two studio guests today. One is soon to graduate with a BSc in Applied Statistics and Economics. Moreover, she is a self-taught fashion designer and seamstress. The other is a former professional football player, now football analyst, drug-free sports and premier soccer league disciplinary committee panelist, and a political science student like Julius Malema. Shoo! That was a mouthful. Koka <laughs> Moya. Okay. Ladies first. Deko. Yes. Welcome to the Opinion Booth. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad you could join. Now, you are running a half marathon. My first half marathon. To raise 21000 for caring for girls at the Soweto Marathon on November 4th. Yes. Which happens to be our eldest son's birthday. So it's it's a good sign for you. Yes, definitely. (laughs) So now I take it the 21,000 represents the 21 kilometers. 21 kilometers, yes. Tell us more about that. So um, basically what happened was uh, I wanted to raise awareness for this illness called endometriosis, which affects women. It's a menstrual related disease. And I thought because I had already signed up for the old Mutual Soweto Marathon. I thought it would be be a great way for me to put the two together, you know, run for a cause by run, sorry, raise awareness for this cause by running the 21 kilometer at the old Soweto, the old Mutual Soweto Marathon. Uh, So yes, that's what's happening. And I got into contact with Caring for Girls. They're an initiative under Imbumba Foundation and they supply education and sanitary care to girls across SA and I thought they were the best people to pair up with because I've seen the work that they've done like over the years so yes and I mean they they, they on a, a greater mission I mean I, I believe they're wanting to raise overall millions and millions yes. of um, rands to cater uh, to get sanitary uh, pets for all the girls in the country yes exactly and I mean it's an ongoing thing you know I mean periods are something that we have for years you know so it's not just a once-off thing that we can just get pads and then it's done and dusted you know like it happens every month it's a cycle so it's something that needs to you know be catered for for the long term you know so yes and to think that some schools out there they prof- they give condoms for free they put condoms in 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 toilets in in our schools now but they don't they don't put sanitary pads i know and yet exactly. we don't ask for our periods right like it's not a choice for me to go on my period it just happens you know every month i'm just like oh okay it's that time you know but sex is something that it's a choice you know you have to make that decision and yet condoms are free you know it's it's yeah it's hectic. No, it's it's it's, it's shocking. Actually, it's actually mm. a disgrace. You mm. wonder who makes these kind of just decisions. You know, we have morons in positions of power. Yes, I've just mm. said that. Mm. Anyway, let's move along. Your love for running came about as a result of your depression. Yes, um, tell me about that because I'm more interested in how that helped you to heal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Uh, I was in UCT doing my second year. It actually, my, so my depression started in first year. Uh, but because I'm a young black South African studying this degree, you know, that's going to make a lot of people proud. It was very hard to speak about my depression because there was this expectation from me, you know. Um, and then second year came along and I just felt as though my world was crumbling down, you know, and I still couldn't reach out to anyone because of this expectation. 
Um, but because I have dealt with depression before and I, and I knew that I, I didn't want to go through the suicidal thoughts or anything like that, I wanted something else. Like I needed something else that would help me. And, uh, I lived with a family in Cape Town. They took care of me and the husband used to run. He still runs actually comrades, all these things. And that's what kind of inspired me to start running. I was very slow at the beginning. I would do like about five kilometers in an hour. But the point was when I was running, I could, Forget about everything that was troubling me. It was more, my body's in pain. I need to get back home. You know, the sun is going down. You know, I need to run. And that's what kind of helped me to get out of this depressed, depressive stage, you know, because it's no longer about what is eating me. I'm out looking at the birds, the trees, anything, you know, because I'm running in the world. And that just kind of opened my, my eyes, my mind, you know, gave me a lighter heart. And that's how I overcame it. And I thought that's a, because it helped me in some indirect way, this should help someone else as well. And that's why I paired the running with the campaign as well, you see. Uh, but yeah, I still run even now. I'm much quicker. <laughs> Do 5Ks in about 25 minutes. Uh, no longer depressed. I think it's something we always manage though over time. We learn Brilliant. how to deal with these triggers. So, yeah. So now, what is your uh, time frame for that 21 kilometers? What are you hoping for? I'm hoping to finish. <laughs> so they give us three hours okay. to finish. Uh, and so far, my furthest run is 15 kilometers, which I do in about an hour and a half, an hour, 40 minutes. So I think I'm good for the 21K. Right now, I don't really have a time that I want to do. It's just about finishing within that three hours. You realize in three hours, I can fly in Cape Town and also drive to the CBD and you will still be running. I'll still be running. You are brave. <laughs> I admire your chutzpah. <laughs> and, 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 and the commitment. I mean, it, it takes guts. To, to actually fill in those forms. It's something that yes. I wouldn't, I know my battles. I choose my battles, right? And there's no ways ever in life at this point anyway that I'll even contemplate running 21 kilometers in three mm. hours. So I mentioned that because you've committed and you've put it out there to the world by the, the, by you going onto the website and creating this platform and the pledge for you to raise funds and to encourage people to make their pledges and their donations, you know there's no going back, right? No, there's no We'll be watching back. you on yes, TV, yes, right? definitely, definitely, which is why I cannot miss any training day. I have to, you know, be out on the streets every day running so that I make sure that I'm prepared for the 21 kilometers, you know, and then everything else with the campaign will just fall into place. But I have to make sure that physically and mentally I'm prepared for that race. Okay. I'll be rooting for you. Thank you. I think we'll all be rooting Thank for you. you. Thank you. And I mean, you, you, you're raising awareness for endometriosis because yes. you have a personal experience or should we say a personal struggle? Yes. So I personally have not been diagnosed with endometriosis, but my mother has suffered from it for years and also my sister, my younger sister as well. And I think that's why when this thing happened to me, I kind of knew 
what it was. So basically, I've never struggled with period pains before, but this one day I was in a lecture and I felt the sharp pain in my abdomen, my upper thighs, my lower back. I could barely move. It was terrible. It was terrible. I called my friend and I was like, girl, something is wrong. I don't know what is happening. And because I already am aware that my mom has suffered from this sort of pain, you know, and I've seen her suffer from it. It wasn't hard for me to be like, okay, maybe something is wrong. But the fact is a lot of girls think that period pains are normal, you know, and the more painful they become, they just like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to sit through this, you know, it's something that's supposed to happen every month, which is not the case at all, you see. So this is why I'm trying to raise awareness for endometriosis, because it causes a lot of things like infertility, you know, and I mean, um, we're taught that periods are something that come into your life because now you're fertile, now you can have kids, but yet there's this menstrual-related disease that does the complete opposite of that, you know, you become infertile in the process, and yet we don't no, we only find out when we go to the doctor because we're trying to conceive a baby, you know, and they're like, no, you have endometriosis. Let's sort this out first, you know. Um, so this is why I had to bring this, you know, up. I had to raise this awareness because I... I could identify what this could be because of what's happening in my family, but there's many girls out there who can't do that, you know. And the pressure that comes with being diagnosed with endometriosis, I mean, if you are a young girl or, you know, you find you in your youth, mm-hmm. now the pressure that is put on by a, by a lot of gynecologists, they encourage you to procreate, to mm-hmm. fall pregnant soon. Because then later on in life, it becomes an issue once you've been diagnosed with endometriosis. So now girls will go out there just wanting to have a child because they know that later on in life, it's going, they might actually not be in a position to have a child. Mm. So yeah, Mm. good luck with that. Thank you. (laughs) Now, very often you hear beauty queens saying, I entered this competition in order to uplift the community or to create awareness on such and such, world peace, blah, blah, blah. You did not wait for that so-called public platform. You had a personal struggle and you turned that into a mission for the benefit of others. Kudos Mm -hmm. to you. What is your message to young boys and girls with regards to creating one's own legacy? One's own legacy. So, because that's what you're doing. Yes, yes. You you might not be on a mission to that, but your name is already put out there. Mm, mm, No, definitely. So, I think that personally, I'm very blessed because I am someone who is very proactive. I don't like remaining still or waiting for someone to tell me you got the job or, you know, so for young boys and girls, the youth, the future generation, I just feel like it's important to take matters into our own hands. I think that sometimes we feel as though the older generation, you know, they still want to be in those positions, you know, because uh, they may be wise or they have the experience, you know, but we suffer because, you know, we're trying, you know, to get into those spaces and yet we have to wait for them to say, no, you can't go forth or no, wait a little bit, you know. So I think it's very important, as hard as it might be, to create your own opportunities, you know, investing in your own talents when you have time sitting at home. Instead of watching TV, just do something else, you know. And I think that way we become a very... uh proactive generation, you know, we very open-minded, you know, we talk about a lot of things, a lot of issues that might be troubling us, and we just become a generation that can, that that is very active in society, that can do more, you know, so I think it's very important to be proactive in what, whatever time that you have, whatever free time that you have, whatever talent that you have, just invest in that in your, you know, in the time that you have so that you can do better at, you know, tomorrow in the future.
And for people that are, that want to pledge a donation, how do they go about doing that? Okay, so you can go on the website. The website is www.givengain.com slash app slash end dot omitriosis. And on that website, it's set up by Mbumba Foundation under Caring for Girls. There's a donate button there where they can just go and donate however much you feel like donating. There's also a little, it looks like a temperature uh, scale. The thermometer, there we go, and it shows how much uh, people have donated, if we've reached the target, how far we are from reaching the target, how much has been donated. So, yes, you can go about doing that. And actually, I have a challenge for people to donate one rand for every kilometer that I'm going to be running. So that's 21 rand for the Old Mutual Soweto Marathon. Uh, that's my challenge. But, of course, any contribution is accepted. I really do appreciate anything that can, you know, be donated. And you won't say no to more than 21,000, of course, right? Of course. No, okay. I won't. Yeah. Right. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you for your selfless act. Thank and you for so creating much. awareness because we do need to be aware about the effects of endometriosis and the jobs or the work, beautiful work that is being done for caring for girls. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Matthew, you were bullied as a youngster. Tell us about that one particular day when you confessed to your dad about being bullied and how did he react or handle the situation? Yeah, look, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't physical bullying, but I think it was, it was verbal, if I remember correctly, it was verbal bullying. And I think that, that can be almost as hurtful. Um, and I remember walking back home with, with a, a burning humiliation. Um, first of all, I've not been able to, to, to be quick on my feet and to return the, the barrage of insults. Um, and yeah, it, it had effect on me for a long time. Um, but, but as an adult now, uh, I've realized that, you know, there are ways of, of handling, um, the situation. And, um, I understand now how prevalent it is, especially on social media. It's a new, it's a new kind of animal these days. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I remember that day distinctly. I don't have a very good memory. But that that kind of is etched in my in my mind. Yeah. Want me to remind you? Your dad gave you boxing lessons. <laughs> I want to know more about that. Yeah, no, he um, he set up a boxing bag in in the garage and taught me how to to box. Um, I never, I've always been taller than most kids, so you know, didn't get to a stage where I had to use it where I, where I had to use it. In fact, on the football field, um, you know, that that's probably as as physical as as I ever got to to. To getting into a fight, you know, um, off the fields, um, I've been probably fairly lucky that nobody tried their luck, um, and then of course, just recently, uh, that that boxing skill has has been upgraded, and um, I can highly recommend the training that I've been through for the last five months to to any kid. So now, tell us about bullyproof. Which is why I started this conversation about <laughs> boxing lessons that you were given by your dad in yeah. to, in order to help you with the bullying situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, bullyproof is in its second year. Um, it's uh, it involves personalities who are going to be fighting against each, each other. Um, it, it's a white collar fight, if so to so to speak, and uh, it's going to be happening 
on the 3rd of November in, in Cape Town at the Zip Zap uh, Circus. And um, I'm going to be up against an, uh, an actor, um, Lil Fenta. He's a softer award-winning um, actor. Unfortunately for me, he's almost as tall as me. And <laughs> he's also got um, probably equal reach. So um, that's taken any advantage that I'm going to have up against him. Um, so I'm going to have to try and fight, try a different tactic and try to fight him a different different way. Um, but we've all been training very hard. And um, to be honest with you, our, our boxing has always left me pretty cold. I never never took any interest in it. I couldn't understand why these guys would fight each other and beat each other up and then shake each other's hands afterwards. You know? And um, I think that was because I didn't appreciate the technical aspects of boxing. And since I've been taught the basics right from the right from the start or the foundation, uh, which is mostly footwork, uh, right up until the the six types of punches that you that you learn, um, I found I've had a newfound appreciation for the sport. It's a very technical sport, and I feel that any youngster given a chance, I think, would install. A great amount of confidence, you know, if they do get themselves into a situation where they're being teased or bullied by, by, by bigger boys that they, they are able to walk away with a bit of swagger and confidence that if it came to, to it, they would be able to handle themselves. Um, and I would encourage any kid, if the, if a hand is laid on them, that they do use that skill but there's a fine balance between walking away and using it because i mean the first thing that comes to mind when you hear of a boxing match to raise awareness mm. for bullying or against bullying it would be but yeah. boxing itself can be classified as bullying but the beauty about it is that they actually pair you up with somebody as you said who is more or less your size Yes, but we're talking about Lo Fanta, who's nicknamed the Animal. <laughs> <laughs> so now, why did you get involved? Yeah, the the message is a bit ambiguous. Um, uh, just recently, I did something for um, a company that produces alcohol, uh, and they were running a an anti woman abuse campaign. And again, you think to yourself, "But hold on, this can't be right." But then, when you think about it a little bit more deeper, you think to yourself, "Well," It's 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 a matter of responsibility at the end of the day, you know. Do you do you blame the alcohol that you just um, taken, the short skirt? Um, do you blame the fast car that you've been driving uh, for speeding or getting into an accident? You know, it's all about responsibility. Um, and and likewise, you are now given a response. You have the skill which you've learned. Now you have a responsibility. Uh, to use it in the right manner. Um, so yeah, the message was a bit uh, ambiguous, but I think it, it makes sense at the end of the day. How many rounds do you think you're going to last? <laughs> well, you weren't too confident when I told you about it. <laughs> How many rounds do you think you're um, going to last? Well, there's three. I think there's going to be three rounds of two minutes. Um, and in my training, in my sparring, which I've started uh, over the last month, I've been. Uh, sparring with an ex-professional boxer, Christo Smith, um, and I've been trained by a very good trainer, uh, Callum Russell, for the last five months. Um, and with Christo, I've been going six rounds uh, of of two minutes, and um, he's slowly but surely up the ante. You know, at the beginning, he just used to hit me 
uh, very softly. <laughs> and now it's progressed. So um, I'm I'm pretty confident that I'll last. Yeah. Many people don't realize that, that your nose is broken in three places. <laughs> Did you decide to get involved in this re- in in this boxing tournament to try and correct your nose with because hoping you know yeah. the the few blows that might hit your nose? Well, not might. Is that your way of trying I've to correct your broken nose without yeah, surgery? I've already instructed Low to hit me, you know, on the left hand side, you know, just to straighten it a bit. Yeah. <laughs> How can people get involved in raising awareness and, uh, you know, around around bullying? Yeah, well, I think um, if you're down in Cape Town, um, you know, check out Cricket. They've they've um, they're selling tickets. You know, it's up and running. The the event. Uh, I think the Zip Zap Circus it holds about 600 uh, people. It's going to be a great event with some great personalities involved. There's going to be some uh, coaches who are ex ex pros going to be uh, also on the on on the card. Um, so it's going to be a great event. Um, and otherwise, just check out uh, the Jag Foundation because they're also in support of the event um, and the numerous uh, Facebook and, and Instagram and, and Twitter accounts that that are surrounding the event. And Jag is also benefiting from the proceeds. Yeah, they're in support of the event. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now. 2015 was a tough, tough year for our family. Made worse when we were told that, that our son bullied a boy at his school. Luckily for us, the parents were sound-minded and they actually sympathized with us. The issue was handled amicably and the boys actually ended up becoming football mates. Which was worse for you personally as a father, as a parent, Knowing another child was bullied or being told that your own son was the bully? Uh, definitely the latter. I think um, I remember the day when we both got told about it and we realized um, the, what had gone on. I think um, we were in disbelief and, and shock because that was the last thing that we wanted our, our own uh, son to be involved with. Um, and it was during a time where, where you were in hospital and, and the teachers did... Uh, Correlates the incidences of of you being away and with uh, our youngest boy acting the way that he did, but but that's no excuse, um, and I think it was handled very well. Uh, but certainly that gnawing feeling inside that some kid was not wanting to go to school because of our son, it was it was a terrible feeling, and and we nipped it in a bite very quickly by giving. Our son, the responsibility to look after um, this boy who was who was a lot smaller than than him, um, because it wasn't only our son that was was picking on him. And I think by giving that responsibility to him to look after him, uh, I think did the trick. And obviously, it's giving him a very very stern talk about bullying and the effects that it has on 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 the bullied boy. Um, and it and it worked. I think we nipped it in the bud. Now I'm going to read comments from a few parents. Queen Lisekho Morake. My son was bullied and I waited for the bully outside the school gate and gave him such a fright. He runs when he sees my son. I didn't touch him. Please note, she says. Brenda Peterson. My daughter, Aisha Peterson, said the only way she could overcome being bullied was to beat up the bully. Languta Halala. My daughter was bullied by two boys. The first boy kept at it even though I had approached the school countless times without any help. 
I finally put an end to the matter. I went to his class, requested the boy in front of the teacher, gave him a pep talk, then gave him a hug, whispering, I'll kill you if I ever hear you've been tormenting my daughter. From that day, my daughter was never bullied. The second boy I threatened in front of a father at a supermarket. My daughter pointed him out to me. So I simply greeted the father and asked the boy why he chooses to bully my daughter. Boy couldn't respond. So I said, I said to him, if I ever hear he bullied Tuli, there'd be hell to pay and not even his father will do anything to protect him. Boom, my baby girl was happy and had the most feared mum. Wendy and Cox. Okay, Sonia, this was many years ago. My son is 32 years old today. When he was in grade four, there was a bully who used to take the boys' lunch. Mm, this is very familiar. We had the same in our school. And if they did not give him, he would hit them with a ruler. One day, he hit my son in his eye. When my husband collected him from school, he saw what happened and went straight to the office to see the principal who handled it well. The next day, he called the bully into the office, spoke to him, and phoned his parents. He continued bullying, then eventually his parents took him out of the school. Bullying is terrible for a child because it makes him not want to go to school. What is your advice to parents who have kids that have been bullied or parents of the bully? Yeah, I think the first stop is, is to, go in, to go to the principal if it is a school um, issue and um, take it from there. I think if, if there's no progress, you then go to the parents and if there's no further progress, then you, you, you teach your boy or girl how to deal with it. And I think uh, a set of boxing skills uh, will do the trick. But again, I'm not encouraging them to, to become physical. It's, it's, it's a case of confidence and making that choice of either, either to, to, ha- to, to walk away or to do something about it. Mateo, Kilimanjaro, Giraffe. Thank you for gracing me with your parents. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Do you ever ask yourself what your purpose in life is? What do you stand for? And what is your contribution to society or your community? What are you doing for the greater good? Are you living a purposeful life, an impactful life? Will you leave behind an indelible mark or are you just living for the sake of living? My humble opinion. After all, this is the opinion booth. Get to know your child so that you can pick up any change in behavior or personality. Our youngest son took out his frustrations on his friend. A very difficult time with me being in ICU at the time. Not being allowed to visit me because he was too young. Having said that, there is no space and there is no platform for excuses. There needs to be zero tolerance to bullying. We take full responsibility as parents, as difficult as that may be. It is your responsibility as a parent to self-introspect when your child is bullied and it is definitely your responsibility to get to the bottom of underlying issues when your child is the bully. Chances are your child just needs daily hugs and kisses, a little more love and a little more attention. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.